The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I want to share with you a story. This is something that happened to me personally years ago. You know that every Friday I drive out from Lakewood to Brooklyn to run the Kihila. And I remember one Friday, one Friday morning, we were getting ready to start putting the stuff together for Shabbat. And I got a call and I did not recognize who it was that was calling me. But it sounded like a very hashub, a very illustrious voice. And this is what I heard. Reb David, you don't know who this is. I would prefer not to tell you my name. But there's a guy here in Lakewood. He went off the derech. He hasn't kept Shabbat for two, three years. He hasn't put on tefillin. We tried everything with this guy. We sent him to Rabbanim. We sent him to counselors. We brought Kiruv people involved. Somehow or other, no matter how much we try, we can't reach him. Can you help? We hear that in Brooklyn. You work with the young crowd. Can maybe you help? I said, you know, I, I don't know. I never met the boy. I don't know really much about him. And I, I guess I work more with the Syrian crew, the Lebanese guys. I know how they work. I can give it a shot, but I'm not promising anything. Is that Hashem? Hashem should give me the right words. I said, but tell me, before I agree to meet him, I've been in this business long enough to know when someone speaks so passionately about someone who went off the derech. You cannot tell me that this guy is just someone that you know. He has to be related to you. And it was at that minute that the person on the other side got very emotional. And literally he started to cry over the phone. He said to me, okay, Rabbi Duvi, you got it out of me. This is my son. And I'm a Rosh Shiva here in Lakewood. Not of the Lakewood Yeshiva, but of a Yeshiva in Lakewood. And my son, for three years, he went completely off the derech. I tried everything. I'm begging you, please, just meet with him. I said, okay, listen, I live 904 Twin Oaks Drive in the villas. Have him come over. I'd love to meet him. Sounds like a great kid. Such a father. I'd love to meet him. Well, about half an hour later, there's a knock on the front door. I walk up to the door. And here standing in front of me is a kid with hair down to his shoulders. He's wearing jeans that were ripped from every corner. And he has a little funny-looking smile on his face, a look like, I'm not exactly sure myself why I'm here, but they told me to come to this address, so I'm here. So I said, hey, how are you? Come on in. He came into my house, and he says to me, are you another rabbi that's going to start talking to me about God? I said, whoa, wait, wait, wait one second. Rabbi? Listen, you might have gotten the wrong address. I'm just here to sit around and we'll chill out a little and talk. I just want to get to know you. I heard a lot about you. He says, you just want to get to know? I said, yeah, have a seat. I sat down with him. And brought out a drink, and we started talking about the Yankees, and we started talking about sports. And in the conversation, warming up to each other, I turned to him and said to him, Tell me, you look like a talented kid. Do you have a love, a talent, a hobby? What do you do at your time? And he leans over, and he looks me in the eye, and he says to me, I'm going to tell you, I love to play the saxophone. I said, Get out of here. The saxophone? I love the saxophone. Listen to me, my friend. You're going home now. You get your saxophone, and you're coming right back here to my house. And you're going to play for me the saxophone. He said, are you crazy? No way. I'm not playing you the saxophone. I said, listen, you're going home. You're getting your saxophone. You're coming back, and you're going to play for me that saxophone. I'm dying to hear you play. And he looks at me, and he says, you really want to hear me play? I said, yeah, but I don't know how to play any Jewish songs. I said, forget about Jewish songs. I just want to hear you play the blues. Come. All right. Fine. He walks out of my house. I'll say, I'll see you in 15 minutes. I close the door. At that minute, I'm telling you, my heart dropped. I pulled out the Tehillim. I said, Borei Olam, please, don't let me lose this one. 
Because the rules, anyone who's in this field, they'll tell you, you never let them out of the house. They'll never come back. No, but wait. This neshama is coming back. I started praying my heart out. Literally 20 minutes later, there's a knock on the door. I come to the door. My friend is standing there in his T-shirt with his ripped jeans. He's now wearing a little funny-looking baseball cap, hair to the shoulders, but he's holding a beautiful, gleaming, shiny saxophone. And he walks in. He says, I got my sax. I said, great, come on in. I want to hear you play. He walks in. I turned to my wife and I said, listen, we're going downstairs to the basement. So any calls, whatever it may be, just hold them. As we're about to walk down to the basement, I turn to my wife and say, listen to me. Whatever you hear that's going on downstairs, whatever you hear, no matter what you hear going on in the basement, relax. Don't call the cops. It's all good. Just let it be. Okay. Me and this guy goes downstairs to the basement. We close the door. And I turn to him. I said, go ahead. Play. And he says, but I don't know any Jewish songs. I said, that's all right. Just play whatever you got. So he turns to me. He says to me, do you know any songs? I says, well, not really. And I definitely would admit it on the radio. That's for sure. Not really. So he says, but you got to know something. I said, well, you know what? I grew up in the 80s. I remember one time I was on a train. And this guy came on the train. And Abed came on the train. And he started singing the song, Lean On Me. I said, do you know the song? He said, do I know the song? That's a saxophonist's legacy. I said, well, go ahead, you play, I'll sing. So this kid pulls out his saxophone, and he starts to play the saxophone. But my friends, I want to tell you something. He didn't just play the saxophone. He became one with that saxophone. He played that saxophone from his heart. He was playing his heart out. And me, I was singing my heart out from the few words that I knew. And after a few minutes, he got so into it, he started leaning back on his back on a Tycho's little kitchen set with his feet in the air, and he's playing that saxophone, and I'm singing. And this went on for 20 minutes till finally he finished the song, and he was laughing. I could not tell you. He got up, he walked up to me, and he gave me a hug. And he says, I want to tell you something. I really enjoyed that. And I said, well, I'll tell you the truth. You are unbelievable. You are incredible. It's with that that I put my arm around the kid, walked back upstairs, and I told him, Shabbat Shalom, take care. Well, that was the last I thought I saw this kid. And we kind of packed up the minivan. We started making our way out to Brooklyn like a typical Friday. And 20 minutes before Shabbat, my cell phone rings. And it's the voice of this Rav from Lakewood. He says, Rev David, what did you tell him? What did you say to my son? I said, didn't say anything. You mean you didn't talk to him about Hashem? Did you talk to him about Shabbat? Did you talk to him about... I said, I didn't talk to him about anything but his saxophone. He says, I can't believe it. Reb David, you don't understand. Ten minutes ago, there was a knock on the door. Me and my wife went to answer the door. We opened the door, and there stood my son, holding his saxophone. And he said to me, Abba, I've been out of the house for three years. I want to spend the Shabbat with you. Ah, yeah, yeah. Before we preach, before we come down hard, we got to build a bridge between our hearts and our kids. That's the way we connect. Connect first. And then teach later. That's saving so many of our kids today. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.